Hey guys, Bejimps and Darius, aka BJ here from Dear Dad Podcast. Now, when I started this podcast, I wanted a platform where I can record and upload my content very easily. I didn't want to go through any hoops to get my podcast out there. When I did start my podcast, I was on a different platform. But after I was introduced to Anchor not once, not twice, but over three times by my close friends, I decided to give Anchor a try. I must say, I absolutely love it. Not only is it easy to use, but I am able to record, edit, post, and publish all my episodes right there on the app or the site. I was able to transfer all my episodes onto Anchor in less than five minutes. That, for me, was unbelievable. Oh yeah, here's the best thing of all. It's free. It is free to use. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. But take my word on this. It's true. Using Anchor has definitely made podcasts so easy. Trust me, you'll love it. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, you beautiful people. Welcome to the Dear Dad podcast. This is the place where we address dad dynamics and discuss personal experiences, stories, and poem submissions to help provide a platform for healing while simultaneously uplifting one another. Let's change the dad narrative all around. Let's go. Let's grow. Hello, you beautiful people. This is Bejemson Darius, a.k.a. BJ, and today I have a special guest with me. You know, I'm going to say this every time, only because every guest that I have is special. Honestly, is special. If they're not close to me, I've known them when I was a child, they were in my church. There's people that I pretty much grew up with. And this gentleman, I can definitely say, has been an inspiration to me throughout my life, <laughs> honestly. Uh, we went to church together. We went to conventions together. I like his style. I like his swag. I like his fatherhood. I like his father, his dadhood game. Like he's on point. I'm not gonna steal that away from him, but I'm gonna let you guys. I'm gonna let him in, uh, introduce himself to you guys. So, guys, again, again, this is this is Mario Mario Charles. What's up, everybody? How you guys doing? Thank you for the uh, introduction. You know, I'm looking around. I'm like, who is he talking about? Me? <laughs> of course, I appreciate of course. the kind words, man. Thank yeah, you. man. Yeah, I mean, this again, there's a lot of journeys that we went through, a lot of obstacles that we went through as fathers, as individuals, to tell you the truth. That's right. And um, to have you here to tell me, to tell us your journey, it's for me, I'm looking forward to it because I love to hear the story. I love to hear the journey that you went through to be able to become the person that you are right now. So let us know, let me know, who is Mario Charles? So Mario Charles is Haitian descent. I was born in Haiti, 1982, uh, migrated to the States uh, at the age of 12. My family is, I guess I would say I, I come from a large family. Uh, I am the youngest of eight. So my father married twice. His first wife died. Second wife was my mother, and he had two kids with her, uh, my brother and I. Mm. So I have six half-brother and sister, and one full brother, but I, I, I call them all siblings, brothers. I only have one sister though. Uh, she's the oldest and seven boys. So you could imagine uh, the dynamics between that, all of us. So yeah, that's a little bit of Mario Charles. Grew up in New York. That's where me and BJ met. You know, like he said, we've gone to functions and churches together. Got to see his journey as a father and a husband as well. So that's something I'm happy 
and when I see, you know, good black fathers, you know, uh, doing well. So I'm, I'm proud of you, brother. You know, I want to say that. Um, so yeah, that's, I don't know if that, I, I could elaborate more, but eh, we, we'd be here forever, but that's a little bit about Mario. <laughs> in a nutshell. That's cool. That's fine. That's fine. Let's keep it like that way. We have lots more questions to, to post. Sure. But yes, like you said, I mean, you have a huge family and so do I. I mean, not only immediate, like my extended family, if you've been listening to the podcast, I, it's huge. I can have an entire episode for a whole year <laughs> with my family and still have more. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. how much, that's how big my family is. And we, we have two sides, million Darius side and there's another side. So it's like, it's huge. It's a huge family. So I can understand when you're talking about big families. It's, it's something that I love and I highly encourage if you can. Right. But, you know, that's, that's something similar that we both of us have. So let's just let's dive into um, your dad. Tell me about your dad. So my dad, uh, he was, I say was because he passed away two years ago, but he was mm-hmm. a um, Baptist minister. Um, ever since I've known him, I guess. <laughs> He's was very kind. He was a, a good man and taught me how to be a man. So if I'm half the man that I am today is because I had a man like him to to kind of watch and and, grow, and learn from. So at the very age of 18, he's uh, pretty much accepted the calling to be, you know, a, a Christian. And, you know, when I hear stories, because, you know, by the time I, I, I got around, he was already, I guess, in his 40s. But mm. when I hear stories about my, my dad at a young age, my brothers would tell me he was a business owner, owned... <laughs> and operated his own little businesses in Haiti. You know, he had a dry cleaner. Wow. And worked for uh, one of the richest people in Haiti, uh, the Syrian company called Akka. I don't know if you ever heard of Akka in Haiti, but worked for for those guys. You know, they made they manufactured goods and had mm. stores and toy stores and all that stuff, but he worked for them and kind of managed some of their properties and all that. And had, it, had his own thing going on on the side. So I was, by the time I turned 30, I'm like, man, my dad did a whole lot of these things before he got to the age right. that I am now. And I'm like, man, I'm not even, I'm not even close to where I am or where he was at the time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, still an inspiration to me, uh, even though he's gone, but you know, what I take away most is that he, as a, as a man, as a father, as a Haitian man, mm-hmm. uh, was never afraid to tell his kids, I love you, you know, wow. uh, to tell, to hug us, to, you know, to share moments with us, you know. And so, you know, I'm not an affectionate person because that's not my love language. But, you know, I still try to be affectionate with my girls, you know, mm-hmm. tell them I love them and and show them in different ways in their own love languages uh, because the two of them are different. <laughs> uh, one is very affectionate as well and one isn't probably more like me. Um, okay. and so I just try to, you know, uh, pick up on these things and, and share with them, you know, uh, that I love them as well. So even though they're three and one, I, I try to do that. So that's my dad in a nutshell. Hmm. Wow. That's, that's, I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, I'm only to say is because it, it, it get rid of a lot of stigma when you talk right. about Haitian men, or you talking about Haitian parents in general, all of our parents work to death you know work to give us the best future that we can but when you think about haitian parents or just haitian culture you just think about poverty a lot Mm -hmm. Uh, we don't think about business you don't think about people you know making it out there you think about more at least for me i'm not gonna say hey buddy i'm gonna say for me you think about 
it's hard for you to just get by, you know, in order, in order for you to get by, you got to either work for the government to have your own business in Haiti is something else, you know? So to right. hear that accomplishment from your dad that he's, he had done, I think for me, it just gave me a better picture of like, you know what, there is, they, they were successful men out there in Haiti. Right. Um, and they were doing good things uh, to not highlight that, you know, it would not, it wouldn't do Haiti a justice, you know? And the funny thing about Haiti is like, you know, what separates, I, I feel like if my dad was in a country like the U.S., he mm-hmm. would probably be a, a millionaire, multimillionaire, because he had so many ideas mm-hmm. and, and that, that you know, that he had. I mean, I'll just tell you one. If you if you go to Haiti and you see those people walking around with the sacks, um, mm-hmm. traveling with the colorful sacks, yep, and yep, yep. Um, that was my dad's idea. Wow. That was his invention his baby and i'll tell you the story that my brothers told me the company he worked for was basically had those big bags that they had things and they were just throwing them away mm. and he's like you know wouldn't it be cool if we did this and added uh, us hand straps to them and and sell them to the, these people and so he asked for them he's like hey let's just can we can we get those and they were like sure we throw them away anyway you can have them wow and so he had about 300 people sewing uh, handles to these little sacks and little bags and 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 would would sell them for like a i think a dollar or 50 cents or something like that some some small right but to, to uh people in haiti like uh you know the mashan right 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 <laughs> uh, and he would just sell those things and and after a while the company got wind of what he was doing and he they wouldn't give it to him anymore so he asked can i buy from you they said no so they started doing their own thing and wow they started to do it themselves so Sort of like they cut him out of it, you know, like my brothers to this day are kind of mad at that move that the company did that he worked for. But my dad was was such a loyal guy. He's like, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Right. That was always this thing, you know, you know, but, you know, it just it was it wasn't it's a country that didn't have opportunities like that you right. know, for, for a lot of people unless you have money. But he still find a way to make things work. So that was just an example of just my dad and he has so many brilliant ideas and inventions this dude could have if he had like an engineering degree he would have had so many patents everywhere because his mind worked like that whenever he saw a problem he just tried to fix it you know like through something you know so that was my dad yeah that's a that's a big dream to look up to you know i mean especially yeah. for a dad all of us look look up to our dads no matter right. if there are or they are not in our lives <clears throat> it's always something that we always look up to and i have a lot of like I can honestly say I have a lot of good memories of my dad about about his accomplishments. There's some things that I feel like uh, I would hope and wish that he was better at, but I can't take that back. That was his journey. That was his ordeal that he had to deal with. And I'm not I'm not going to go back into I wish I could have should have. No, I'm just saying okay, he did that. At least he was there. I was still able to see him. Would you be able to elaborate on some memories you have of your dad? Right. Absolutely. I remember my dad always wanted to take us to the beach. Now we lived in Port-au-Prince, of course, and it was further away from the beach, but you know, when he would feel like it or when he saw fit, he'd be like, all right, guys, let's go to the beach. Or I would say, let's go to the beach today. And he'd be like, okay, let's go to the beach. So he would just take us all to the beach um, and, and, and bring us there. And my dad always drove a pickup truck. So uh, in Haiti, if you know anything about people with pickup trucks, uh, people get, um, you know, hitchhike you know, mm-hmm. places. My dad was known and they see him like, hey, pastor, you know, like just, just calling him pastor. 
give us a ride. And he would just stop, give people a ride and be like, okay, that's it. People just knock on the, knock on the window whenever they were ready to go or, or stop. And it was almost like free taxi, you know, and mm-hmm. every morning people would just line up in front of our house for him to take them downtown to Haiti, uh, like a free ride. So right. that was, those are some of the memories I remember of my dad. He was always giving of his time or his, money sometimes to, to mm-hmm. people who didn't have and I was reminiscing about <laughs> uh, my wife with my wife the other day because my father-in-law was just here he kind of reminded me of my dad you know oh Haitian men like he wanted me to take him everywhere pretty mm-hmm. much like right. to go buy gifts uh, to mm-hmm. give to people I'm like man I was like old Mary would have been annoyed because I'm going around because I have a lot of work to do I'm going around but you know having lost my father I'm just like you know what I don't, you don't have these people, these men in your life for too long. So I don't take it for granted anymore. I'm just like, whatever, man, let's stop. Uh, Let's stop where you want me to stop. Um, We can go get uh, your maps because he's into maps. We can go get um, your keychains and your stuff for people. And so my dad was somebody like that. He would have me drive. He would never tell me the trajectory where he's going. He'd just say, go there. And then it's like, oh, go there. But if you had told me where you were going, we could have stopped there, 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 right, there. Right. Instead of going from A, Z, B, mm-hmm. Y, you know, you know what I'm saying? So that was my dad. So I remember these things and that gives that warms up my heart because um Haiti lost somebody that, you know, um that would always bring balls to little kids playing on the streets. Right. Whenever he came to the States, he would like pack a suitcase full full of balls and toys and different things. He would just walk around, drive around. He just stop somewhere and just throw a ball to a kid and just keep it moving. You know? Wow. Wow. And that was my dad. That's beautiful, man. That's, oh, yeah. that's beautiful. You know, to have people like that in your life and what to call somebody like that, your, your, your dad, mm-hmm. I think it's a proud moment. I can honestly say it's a very, very proud moment. And Absolutely. Um, I know before you were mentioning how your dad, one as far as his accomplishment and the things that he does. And, you know, like you say, the sacrifice that he made for the people in the family and um, in the, in the community. Um, which is which is amazing, which is really, really cool. Those are great characteristics that a person should have and could have. Do you feel like you have those characteristics and do you find it in your daughters? Okay, uh, so for my daughters, it's a little bit too soon to tell. Okay. I, I think, you know, I would hope that they they kind of see it in me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think I've, I've lived, I try to live a life of service to my community. And try to serve others that can't, you know, that, that don't have a voice, you know. So I, I try to do that the best of my abilities. And so I would hope that in seeing that in me or me and my wife, that they are also uh, motivated and activated to do that as they get older. So a little bit too soon to, to tell for them. But for us, me and my wife, or me personally, because this is about me, I guess, <laughs> You know, I, tr- I try to uh, model the things that I see my father do, you know, because like you said earlier, they're not perfect. You know, right. um, there are certain things that they've done, you know, just they didn't really have a manual, just like we didn't have a manual mm-hmm. or uh, to, to be parents. But, you know, as there's a saying, as you know better, you do better, you know. Right. Right. And so, you know, knowing better, you know, knowing that even though my parents didn't have parenting books to you know to to learn how to be a parent they still did a good job i think you know like they, they did the best of their 
that they could. And so my job is to just continue to build upon what um, they've done and do the best I can and utilize uh, resources like books and uh, different things, different techniques to, to be the best Mario that I can be. Hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Absolutely. Oh, that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I adore that. You know, my, my father, my father is, is here right now, right now. He is, I have the privilege, I can say, of, the, of him still being alive, right? And all of us have that, that uh, in our hands. And I was also talking to my cousin a couple episodes back. We share the same grandmother, right? So his dad and my dad were, were siblings. He's no longer here. My uncle's no longer here, right? And now he, a couple of them are having trouble uh, adapting. They're having trouble with certain questions that they want to have. Like, dad, why weren't you being able to do this, certain things? Why weren't you here? Why did this happen? And you allow it to happen. Why am I the way I am? All this question that you have in your head and you want to post and you can't because the person is no longer here. Right. It's hard for you to just like find an answer when you don't have a person to get that answer to. So right. we asked, we, I spoke to them and they have a lot of questions they want to ask and stuff they want to do. But if you had the chance right now and your daddy was sitting next to you or at any, any opportunity that you had, if your dad was alive right now, you wanted to send him a message. If he was sitting next to you right now and you wanted to tell him something, what would it be? I've thought about that a whole lot, you know, and to be honest, it, it doesn't, hasn't dawned on me because you know like i wasn't a father at the time you know like i have so many questions now that i'm a father you Mm -hmm. know like especially like how i was as a baby um because i want to know how that relates how i was and how my daughters are right that was similar you know how do you how did you go about raising us you know like those certain questions are very pertinent you know how there's, there's a whole bunch of questions I got to ask my dad, you know, like, how did you, how did you make it? You know, like, how did, how did you, uh, how did you achieve success in life? You know, because I felt like, you know, he was always a driven guy, you know, like, I feel like because of, he could have been more successful if he was here, but he was always driven to, to do the best because of us. And, and that's what I'm taking out of it. Now, I, because I'm a father and I have daughters that, I have to provide for it pushes me and and pushes me even harder to 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 be successful and success right. is different for everybody you know right, i'm not right. trying to be a millionaire but i want to be able to provide a good life for my children so mm-hmm. um so those questions are like how i was as a baby you know <laughs> are those where there's similarities between me and the girls now mm-hmm. um how did you raise a daughter because he has one daughter mm-hmm. and she was the queen you know so yeah, those those are questions I I have, you know. But I get the the cool thing is because my siblings are a little bit older than me. They are like 20, 20 30 years older than I am. Mm-hmm. So um, the cool thing is I could always talk to them, and I feel like I would get an accurate answer that my father would also approve of because they knew my father a little bit cl- more than I did because they. You know, they clearly they had him around longer and, and they had him around at his prime. So okay. I, I feel like I will get a, a good answer from them as well. So it's not like it's not like it's completely gone, but, you know, I just have to dig deeper and ask all my other siblings. Right, right, right. And how was the dynamic between you and your dad? So because I was the baby, you know, 
people think I was like the favorite, but my sister, was, <laughs> my sister was the favorite. She's the oldest and she was the favorite. Period. Right. You know, uh, I might have been second, you know, don't tell my brothers. <laughs> <laughs> um, dynamic was cool, man. We, we got along fine, you know, whenever he was here, you know, like I said, that was a chauffeur. <laughs> uh, a lot, a lot of surgeries, a lot of doctor's appointments. That was mm-hmm. me always bringing him, you know. Uh, so we had a lot of time to talk, you know. So there was no no animosity between me and my dad. Right. I loved him. He loved me. And and that's the way I choose to remember it. <laughs> super, 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 super. All right, so let's change the dynamic a little bit. Let's actually directly towards you now. Okay. So tell me about dadhood. Dadhood is uh, probably the best thing that's ever happened to me. Mm. Um, I wasn't expecting that. I mean, I was expecting it. It wasn't a surprise. You know, me and my wife, we talked about it and then we got pregnant, you know. Right. So, <laughs> but nothing really gets you ready for a dadhood mm-hmm. until you, that baby is in your hands. I have to say when my my oldest was born, Leilani, man, I, I was crying. and I wasn't crying because, you know, she was a girl or because I was disappointed. I was just crying because I knew that at that moment that any any and every desires I had were gone. You know, I was almost like mourning everything else because I know that this girl was just going to be everything, you know, and she just meant everything the moment that she was born. And every time I looked at for the first two days, every time I looked at her, I saw tears were rolling out my eyes. Right. And those were those tears. That that was the reason because of those tears. So I have to say, man, I, I just, I embraced fatherhood, you know, with both hands. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I literally just go in there and then look back. I haven't looked back. I just do what I can, the best I can, even if I don't know how to. I mm-hmm. will look a video up. I will find something to make sure it happens for my for my girls. And so that's that's how I embraced and I I take on dadhood. Uh, okay, let's take a brief commercial break. Like you said about your dad, you know, you wanted to ask him, like, you know, how did you manage? How did you manage to? stay positive how did you manage to um be such a uh empowering person motivating person still working and still take care of you know the siblings your mm-hmm. siblings right it's it's powerful because not everybody gets to experience that right right not everybody gets to experience that and, and how did he how he was able to manage all these things and um be a father and stuff uh even even you thinking back right now before you even become a, a dad did you have any inkling or do you have any perspective or any idea of what kind of dad you wanted to be before you became a dad and if you if you are do you think you're that person now now to think about the kind of father i was going to be was not uh on the top of my head because i guess okay to the, to think about the kind of father i wanted to be i think that started maybe you know, when you're a kid, you like, when I grow up and I have kids, I'm never going to treat them like that. I don't know. After, <laughs> after you get a beating, <laughs> I'm never going to treat my kids like this. So I had an idea of what I wanted to be when I was a father. But, you know, come to come to find out when you're a father, you know, that all goes out the window because now you're in charge. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't give that kid back to somebody, you know, because previously, you know, when you're not a kid, you find somebody's kid, you rile them up for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just... Then you give them back and bye. That kid is already <laughs> charged up and letting that parent have it. And you're just like gone. But uh, now that it's you, it's like everything's on you. You're like, you're thinking about a million things. You're thinking about, mm-hmm. man, this person going to fall. This kid is going to fall here. Is that is that's going to happen here? 
it's good breathing while they're sleeping is uh uh is that is this happening you know you're thinking about a million things to keep that kid the baby safe and so mm-hmm. you know i I don't know what I thought or I don't know what anybody thought about being parenthood, but nothing gets, like I said, nothing gets you ready for being a father than being a father. Mm-hmm. So if you, if that's something you take seriously, then it's, you know, then you, you, you're going to excel at it because you will actually put 110% to her, towards it. And so, yeah, that's pretty much what I would say. I wasn't ready like I thought I would be, but you know what, having, you know, Having had good examples in my life, you know, uh, gave me the confidence to, you know, take it head on and kind of succeed. I don't know if I'm succeeding. I guess I'll have to wait for my daughters to be old enough to say, you did a good job, Dad. Mm. <laughs> well done. Well done. And there is there is no guideline. There's no book for you to, to read that's going to tell you. This is how a dad needs to be. This is how you should be. There's no, there's no guidelines. It's pretty much you're thrown in and had to figure your way out. But in that process, you learn so much and you grow so much each and every day. There's not a day that goes by here that I am not growing and I'm not learning something from my son. Every day that he grows, every week, I can say, I can, and I told my wife that just a few days ago, I can monitor his progress. I can monitor the stuff that he's doing and how how much he's excelling at these things. And I used to think, I, I and I, oh, even since today I say, I was like, and I was your age, he's three years old now. I was like, when I was your age, there's, I was never, never this smart. Right. I was never to, able to grasp onto certain things that you grab it onto. I was never able to like remember some of the stuff that you're doing right now, hold right. hold a conversation that you're doing right now. And it's it's so captivating. It's so amazing to just see the growth right. in them. It's so it's such a beautiful thing. It is. It is. You're funny you say that because my daughter is counting to a hundred. I'm like, hmm. I don't know if I could count to a hundred when I was at three, three and a half. You know, like <laughs> I don't, I don't remember being able to count. She's counting a hundred. She's holding full conversations. Right. And I made a point not to baby talk her. You know, like mm-hmm. the parents. Oh, you cute. You blah, blah 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 blah. I mean, like you ain't gonna learn how to talk. And you're talking cutesy language to these kids. So I talk <laughs> regular to these girls, man. Right. And so my my second one, Malia, she's about a year and a half, 18 months old. She's about to be one pretty soon. And and she's having full conversations, full understanding. She could understand uh, directions, more than two steps directions she can get. And she understands how to manipulate really, really well, too. So uh, that's something we got to watch out for. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> It's it's amazing to like you said to watch them grow, man. That's that's the biggest that's the to me that's the biggest win throughout the day. Like when I see things like my daughter learning, you know, I, I taught her because she was counting. She was literally counting. She knew how to count. Uh she was counting like she'd get to 27, 28, 29, 2010. I'm like, no, it's <laughs> not 2010. It's 30. Yeah. She's like, okay, right. 30. And she would go. She get to 31, 32, and she get to 39, 30, 10. I'm like, no, no, that's 40. And I taught her each each of those um, things, like 40s, the 50s, the 60s, 70s, and she grasped and remembered all that. And now she's counting to 100. I'm like, I was floored. And I taught her that in like two days. I'm like, right. 
I can't believe it. You know? Right. It's the progress and how quick they grab onto stuff. They, they grasp onto stuff that's kind of amazing because you think about yourself right now, like you got, if you're learning something, you're like, okay, I need the book. I need to read it. Mm-hmm. Then I got to apply it. And mm-hmm. then I want to try to see, a, try a, a couple of times and, and then it may be a stick. And still I have to have the guide so I can see if I'm doing it right. Exactly. You know, you, you think about yourself right now and it's like, what's, what? At his age, I was still probably eating my boogers. I was still like trying to like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm still trying to figure out who I, I, I am. Exactly. But I feel like he has such an amazing vocabulary. He's able to read uh, um, things all over. the all over. He have subtitles. He's able to read at three years old. So he's been doing mm. this since he was like, you know, um, uh, before, before one year old. He's able to distinguish these things shapes colors numbers yeah, all that stuff that's awesome so it's amazing so now we're just trying to keep up with them and it's just you know a, a beautiful thing and like you said before this cheating him something and um and how fast it grow he, he grabs onto it um right. i did just a, this two days ago and i i usually try to like see how long it take him to to grab onto certain things i would say i told him just thing one day i was just like okay um this thing we just say actually just two days ago I, I was, it just came up to me. I was just like, okay, say, um, I'm smart, I'm strong, and with God, I can do anything, right? And I'm repeating it and repeating it all over again. At first, he was not even like saying it. And then he started repeating it for me. So when I, what I got from him was that, you know, since he was an, an infant, he would take it, he'd process it. Mm-hmm. And then he would sleep overnight. Mm-hmm. The next day, he will regurgitate that to you. And that's exactly wow. what he did. So he was, he was repeating it slowly. And I know he got it, but literally the next day, he's singing the song that I taught wow. him a day later. Wow. And this is like random. Like he was just like walking around. Oh, I'm strong. I'm smart. We're God. I can do everything. I was like, oh, you got it. Like, yo, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. That's, a, that's an amazing, that's a, a beautiful thing. Just to see the progress. People, people without kids can't understand this, no. this, this sort of happiness, man. No. And no. that's and that's the state of mind that we're at. We're just talking about our kids now, you know. Like yeah. we're, grow, we're grown men with kids. We just yeah. talk about we talk about our kids all the, all the time. People without kids are like, ah, oh, here goes again. <laughs> they don't understand. And that's why you can't have single friends out here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a growth. It's a growth. You know, when you when you when you um, when it was you and your girlfriend, mm-hmm. it's a different it's a different stage. When it's you guys when you guys are married, it's a different stage. When you that's got right pregnant and have a child is a different stage when you have two kids is a different stage you know what i'm saying so it's a development you have to grow as um your life grows as your marriage grows as your your family grows if you don't grow you're only gonna stay stagnant if you're saying stagnant growth is is necessary it's needed it is is. definitely needed so like i said before some things that you you know you if you if you knew what kind of dad you was you wanted to be but i also wanted to find out before becoming a dad, was there anything that you wish you had done differently? Um, I wish I would have gotten out all my goals. Uh, my, uh, not that I wasn't financially ready, but I wish I would have had a little bit more time to enjoy my wife. You know, like okay, uh, my wife's a doctor. You know, she was in residency um, when we got pregnant. With, uh, Leilani, our first one. So I wish we had traveled a little bit more. At that time, funds were a little tight because when you're a residency, you're not getting money. Mm. You're not making money, real money at least, you know, as a doctor. So funds were tight. So we just didn't get that chance to enjoy, uh, you know, being, you know, financially, uh, res- uh, I wouldn't say, fi- uh, being a little bit more financially free 
right. without having a child. But by right. the time she came around, you know, we still had we had to tighten up even more. You know, like all the funds go to her. Like if I need to spend something, you know, it's just like a little bit more tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it comes to spending on our girls, right, there, is, there is nothing. We just spend freely. You know, for right. the budget. So, so that's what I what I wish I would have done, and I wish I would have pursued the things I wanted to pursue. Uh, mm-hmm before they came around so right now actually next week i go back to school to be a web uh, developer so mm-hmm. um that's always been something i've been interested in but just never got around to doing right so you know, gonna be starting that next week probably gonna be a little hard because i'm 37 years old and going back to school and learning a whole new language but um but you know just wish i would have done that before all this <laughs> like i said there's no guidelines there's no guidelines no. to any fatherhood life no. you just got to take it and just like move and That's just it, you know, continue just like progressing continue moving up the ladder of your education you know just bettering yourself for not only for your wife but for your, your children for yourself too you know what i'm saying right and you gotta you, you have to be happy in order for everybody else to, have to be happy because if if you don't it will literally comes out other places that's, that's why i always that's why i always always encourage making time for yourself where you you're able to breathe either go out go to dinner whatever it is whatever as long as you have time for yourself right now i'm, I'm in atlanta and i um my cousin is here and he took me out one day and i felt like i was like <laughs> like it was a first date i was just like this is so cool like i haven't done this in a long time and he just like wow. bro it's, it's okay like i got you and it felt so good because i was able to get out the house because you know i'm home i work from mm-hmm. home and i take care of my son so when I get when I have time to breathe, when I have time to just like see the world, it's so like it's so relaxing, it's so That's refreshing, right. it's so great. Even now, I start to do going back to the process of um, running again. So now again, that's for me that's therapeutic. So when my wife gets home, I was like, give me like two hours, please, on the day, so I can go out, run, detox, right? <laughs> so I could come back, regenerate myself, so I can like be okay for. For everybody because you need that time important. for yourself that's you need so important that's so important man yeah. to, to have time for yourself because i've been watching the girls uh since covid started we just put them back in daycare maybe like a month ago but mm. um for at least four months you know and i i found myself needing a little bit of time for myself so there was two hours two hours during the day when they went down for nap time we call it nap time, quiet time, daddy time. Uh, mm. All this new, it was like, okay, after lunch, it's nap time. They would repeat it, nap time, quiet time, daddy time. <laughs> <laughs> and daddy time, what did daddy do? Just play Call of Duty. Because <laughs> I couldn't go out anywhere. Right, right. They decided to play Call of Duty with some other fathers I knew and shoot a couple of people for, I make it sound so gory, but just shoot the breeze, <laughs> you know. Uh, and, you know, after that, I felt a little bit, more like myself and right. was able to um, take on the day or, you know, the rest of the day with them. And so that, that was it. You got to find something that brings you joy to do. Right. So that's very important. Man. It's a mental health detox. You got to detox yourself, detox that's your it. brain. Cause you, once you, once you're used to that same routine, you, you tend to just like lose yourself and, oh, you know, yeah. years pass by and he was like, Oh, what, what did, what did I do? All I did was, you know, cater to the kids. Now you have regrets, and he was like, "I wish I could." And you have a midlife crisis. Oh my god! I'm not. I don't have time for that. <laughs> I'm enjoying my moment with my son. I'm enjoying my moment with my wife. Right. I, I, you know, if I can get a time to just like send him to his cousin's house 
my cousin's house for a day or two for my wife can have the time for we can have our time to ourselves, we do that. You know, every time that we spend alone or together is cherished. It's never like, oh, I wish I could. No, like I, 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 adore, I adore spending time with my son and I, I love spending time with my wife. And I also like absolutely look forward to spending time with, all, with my family. We have family time. We have family hugs. We have families, all that stuff. I love it. And it's good to have that time to yourself. And right. it's also good to have that time with your um, significant other and your kids. So I, I highly, highly encourage that. Absolutely. So, um, describe to me three happy moments of being a dad. three happy moments i think one i mentioned already um being able to sort of explain something to your kids and actually watch them learn it and grasp mm-hmm. it and and regurgitate it back to you that's that's just a very happy moment you know in itself um that's one of the happiest one of the happiest things i would say a second happy moment is um when you come home and or you pick them up from daycare and you see the joys in their mm. faces when they yes. see daddy yes, yes. like yeah like like it's somebody they hadn't seen all day which is <laughs> true they hadn't seen me all day yeah but, yeah you know that they actually care enough for me to to cry i was in the mindset that you know mom mom is the favorite you know like and that's okay because they love their mommies you know obviously they should love their mommies but i think i'm like second second in the totem pole but you know it's it's good to see that they also care about me Mm-hmm. So that's a second moment. So um, three uh, just would be just seeing them smile, man. Like, because just because, you know, even though there's COVID and they can't go anywhere, um, they are, you know, fortunately, they, they don't know any better, you know. So mm-hmm. so little things like walking outside and, you know, watching their favorite Coco Melon show. <laughs> Coco Melon. Oh, that's oh, a drug. That is, that is, yeah, literally a drug. Watching Baby Shark and seeing their little smiling faces, man, that's, that melts me every time, man. So it doesn't matter how tough of a man you are. You see your kids smile. That's, and that's, that's always, that's my job. I don't mm-hmm. care what it is, you know, as long as they're smiling and they're happy, I'm willing to, to do whatever it takes. So uh, people always say like, so I'll say it's, it's, you have one now. So one, a son, it's difficult to go from one to two mm-hmm. <laughs> because all that attention that you're uh, pointing to your son now, you can imagine you have to split that, um, you know, when, when, once you have another one. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much what's happening to us now. Leilani, she got all of our attention, both parents attention by herself when she was born and she had to kind of split that when Malia came around. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was, it was a learning curve and, you know, I'm, a, I'm the mindset of like, <laughs> I'm going to give joy and punishment to both. So that one mm-hmm. doesn't feel left out, you know, like, right. so right now they're sleeping in the same room and sometimes one is making more noise. I go in there, I chastise both of them, you know, right. like, like, you know, you're not supposed to do that. You know, you're not supposed to do that. So, so the other one doesn't feel like, you're always picking on me, you know, so both, everybody's getting the same equal treatment. So, right. um, so that's, I don't know how, what it feels like to raise a boy, you know, um, maybe if I'm lucky, God, God will bless me with a son, but I'm okay if he doesn't either, you know? So, right. Right. so I, I can't say like, it's what the difference is other than body parts, you know, <laughs> right, when I right. see other, 
other parents who raise sons you know like i feel like boys are a little bit more headstrong and more brave doing, doing different things but my my daughter my youngest seems to be very brave as well you know she can she can do whatever she wants at certain times so yeah absolutely eight four <laughs> doesn't fail <laughs> yeah so i want to dive a little bit a little bit deeper now this is more of into your consciousness and so sure. from from thinking about the experience that you had as a dad your father personally and moving towards the future with your with your daughters how do you want your daughters to remember you i want them to remember me as somebody who loved them unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's plain and simple as that. I can't even elaborate on, on what that looks like, you know? I will do anything and everything uh, to make sure they know they are loved, to make sure they know what healthy love looks like. Mm. Um, because you could say you love somebody, but you just don't love them in a healthy manner. You know? Right. That if they can recognize healthy love, then um, when they grow up and hopefully find somebody, you know, to spend the, their lives with, um, that they can find something that's healthy love as well. I want to be the model of a uh, healthy love household, you know, so that's pretty much it. Mm. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So we're just about to wrap up. I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave you alone. <laughs> Let you go. Enjoy your, uh, your moments. <laughs> right. So I have literally one last question for you. And this is towards the dads, the fathers, the father figures out there that are doing their job, that, are need, that need to do their job or um, that need some advice. You know? So before leaving, what kind of message do you want to leave with the dads out there? I want them to know that uh, there is no uh, manual mm-hmm. on how to raise your child, you know, because each child is different. You know? Um, but if you put in the time to get to getting to know your kid, you can pretty much, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Customize a, uh, a, a style of teaching and of raising that's catered to your specific child. And so mm-hmm. taking the time to know your kid and to, uh, 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 to, to know how they learn and how, what ticks them off or what makes them happy is the best thing that you could do. So that's, that's my message to, to fathers out there and the fathers that are going to be fathers, I would say it's, you know, nothing I could say can get you ready, you know, mm-hmm. to be a father. You know, I've said that before, but I'll repeat it again. Nothing that anybody says can get you ready to be a father until that kid comes out and you're holding it in your arms. Um, and so you got to figure out what that is for you. Um, you can read all the books you can, you can listen to all the advice you can and take them all in with a grain of salt, because when that, once that kid comes, it may not apply to you. And so you can apply the good, the good, and you could throw away the bad. And so be ready for your life to be changed and be Mm -hmm. ready, uh, to change, uh, that kid's life and be ready for that kid to change the world based Mm -hmm. on what you teach them or what you don't teach them. Uh, thank you, man. Thank you so much. You know, <clears throat> I wanted to have you on this, this podcast or this episode because I know there was a story to tell. I know there was a journey to tell because all of us have our own journeys as, as, uh, as a dad and mm-hmm. getting there, it's exciting. 
if you want it to be exciting. Those, some of us are dads because one, we again, again, we may not not wanted or mm-hmm. wasn't planning to, but I think the joy of having a child in your life can change your whole demeanor. It can change your whole personality. It can be, make you become a better person because now you're not even you're not thinking about yourself. You think about right. other people. And like right. you said before, and I said, there is no guidelines to becoming a great dad or to becoming a dad itself. You really right. can't. I can sit there and tell you, I've, this is my personal journey. And you can tell me, this is your personal journey. But with somebody else that's sitting right next to me, it can be, it can be something completely different. Again, it's Go how ahead. you absorb it. It's how you take it and what you want out of it. Dadhood is a personal journey. Mm-hmm. You have to know what you want out of it. You have to know that you can do better and be better. But you have to want that for yourself. And that's, I always said that to um, a lot of people where even if you're not, if it is something you're not planning, even if it's something you did not want at first, once you embrace the journey of being a dad, it is mm-hmm. an amazing feeling. It's like falling exactly. in love all over again. Exactly. My, my cousin said that it's like, it's like being born again. Right. Because you, you're, you're not the same person that you were before. You are something better because now it's not about self anymore. It's about mm-hmm. taking care of somebody else. You have to get up and feed that person. You have right. to get up and make sure that person is still alive, is still breathing, that they're able to walk, that they're able to, you know, a clothe. All that stuff is 100% on you. And I, for right. me, I look forward to that at, at all times. I'm not saying it's not exhausting. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it's not tiring. But when, because I want to invest in that, I want to become a better dad for him every day is a journey and every day is something that I look forward to and I love it. And I encourage all of you guys. I know you said, you know, your dad was a, um, uh, a person that was high accomplished. He's always sacrifices himself. And I feel like at uh, to a point you do it, at, um, you do it as well. The reason, I, the reason why I wanted you to be on this podcast is because even growing up as, as friends, I saw the potential in you. I saw what kind of man you could be and will be because you are that person now. I know Thank I said, you. oh, you do think you're that person. I know I, I saw good potentials in you. I saw good behaviors in you. I saw good characteristics in you. Not only from your dad, but from yourself that I'm seeing from the from outside looking in. And I wanted to I wanted you to be part of my journey in this podcast because Thank you. Your story is needed. Your journey is needed. And I, I applaud you for being a dad. I applaud you for being a wonderful human. And I applaud you for being, uh, for taking uh, step in this. It's not easy. There's no guideline to being a dad, but you're That's doing right. it. You're taking it. You, you're taking the steps. And I want to tell you, you are being a amazing and a great, great example for a lot of us out there. Before I became a dad, I saw you being a dad and I took a lot of pointers from you. Granted, I have a son, you have daughters, it's still the same journey. And I actually honestly say, I watch it through Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that. And in person, the stuff that you're doing, and I, I love what you're doing. And I will continue incorporating and I continue investing in that. So I encourage anybody else that's out there, find someone that you, you see that's doing it right. And um, enjoy being a father and mimic right. that and incorporate that in your life and, you know, interpret it your own way. But right find a person that that's encouraging that's doing it right that's enjoy being a dad and try to incorporate that in your life it's it's just as easy as that and again i want to just thank you man honestly thank you for this talk thank you for this conversation it's been a while since we we've talked but we didn't lose any track and i i absolutely love what you're doing continue doing what you're doing and i love it man i really 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 do appreciate Um, it man thank you for having me on the podcast and um 
I also enjoy what you're doing as well, man. So keep up the good work. Um, let me know how I can help uh, if there's anything I could do. And enjoy watching your son grow and being as smart as he can as well. Um, yes. So you're, you're doing a good thing for the community. And don't think that even if nobody notices, man, like uh, a lot of the stuff you're learning, you're also uh, instilling in, into your son. Somebody's mm -hmm. watching you, but they may not say anything, but somebody's watching. So keep up the good work. Oh, thank you. Appreciate the words. Appreciate the words. All right, guys. So I'm not going to keep you guys any longer. I'm not going to keep you longer at all. And I want to thank again, my guest, Mario Charles, for coming through, telling me his journey, telling us his journey. Love it. We encourage it. Be a wonderful dad. Be a great dad. Do the best that you can be. Be a better version of yourself at all times. All right, guys. So again, I won't keep you guys any longer. I'll catch you in a few. Bye. For more Dear Dad podcasts, visit Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Make sure you check Dear Dad Podcasts on your favorite Instagram social media platform at Dear Dad Podcasts. Catch you later. Dear Dad.